Welcome back to the Watch Before You Die podcast. My name is Brian. I'm here with Ben. And this episode, we have watched the 1989 movie Field of Dreams starring yes. Kevin Costner. So let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. So this is a this is a movie that came out uh, the year after I was born and, and the year um, before I was born. So that go. gives you our ages. And uh, it was a it's all about baseball. And, and I think um, just after watching the movie, something that really stands out to me is, you know, if some of these old baseball player names meant more to me, I think I might have gotten more out of the movie. OK, uh, occasionally. Yeah. Obviously, I knew. Uh, Shoeless Joe and some of the yeah. other yeah. Um, baseball players that were mentioned, but there were a lot that went right over my head, I'm sure. So I'm, I'm uh-huh. sure I missed out on some of the Easter eggs. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good movie. It was a, a feel good movie, kind of. Um, yeah, it was. And uh, to a degree. Yeah, I think I enjoyed my watch. How about you? What did you think it, of the movie? You know, it, it was interesting because this is a film that like definitely gets its plaudits and people talk a lot about it and people, you know, it's kind of a, I don't know that it's a cult classic, but it is, it is a widely revered movie. Oh yeah. And I think we talked about when we rolled for the episode that neither of us had potentially seen it or we had maybe seen it, but didn't remember it at all. And when I started watching it, I definitely had like this flashback of like, I've seen this movie. I had not. But yeah, I didn't know anything that was coming because I, I must have watched it like as a kid or must have watched it like, you know, in the early developments of like my middle school teenage years. And I just didn't nothing was coming for like I, I had no concept of what was next. Right. And then I'm sitting there just going like, what is this movie and mm-hmm. wh- where are we going with this movie? Um, but I did find it really fascinating. Um, a, a few things I enjoyed about it. I loved the setting. It okay. did feel a bit like, um, and I know the movie's obviously not set, uh, in a time frame where I would have been alive, but it's set close enough to when I was alive that it felt, yeah. um, a bit nostalgic for me. It felt a bit like being a kid again. Mm-hmm. It felt a bit like a world that like we would have grown up in. Mm-hmm. because I do feel like there is this like great split for like our generation, which is like we lived before the internet. Right. And then we lived after the internet. Right. So there are movies that happened within a time period of the, before the internet mm-hmm. feel very nostalgic for my childhood. And I'm like, yeah. I could have lived, I could have lived in that, especially also cause I grew up in Kansas and so did you. And yep. so it's like, you know, the fields, the corn, the, the, the house, everything feels like, I could have lived it at some point in my life. It's also an interesting slice of time that existed where, you know, technology had advanced so far that you could drive a car across the country. You could go, you know, from Iowa to um, the East Coast to Minnesota, like you could travel around, but they didn't have cell phones. They didn't have ways to check in. And so people people would go missing. And it's just because they haven't contacted anyone for a few days and they're like missing. Like I remember mm-hmm. growing up in that time, right. Where it was like, yeah, you can't just call people anytime. You can't just check normal. in anytime. That's totally yeah. normal. Um, a lot of these movies are, are so far old that it's like, Oh yeah, of course nobody knows where you are. And then some of them are yeah. you know, new enough that yeah, uh, we constantly know where people are. Or we're constantly keeping in touch. So like in this movie, I felt that nostalgia too in that, like, when Kevin Costner is meeting these people, he's not giving his wife constant updates and she's not giving him constant updates about the farm and what's going on at home while he's Mm -hmm. gone. So there's like this disconnect where you're like, uh, 
nowadays, it almost feels like you couldn't you couldn't do that unless they were purposely avoiding each other or right, missing each other. Right. So you can't even fathom a world where Field of Dreams uh, is even a film you could make now. I mean, right, it's not right. even it's not even a concept a concept that could exist anymore. So you would I need did other find plot it. Stuff. Yeah, you you absolutely would, and so I found it actually a really enjoyable watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really I enjoyed the setting. I also feel like it was a it was a throwback to when movies were actually filmed on like on location. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a set. It's not a like this is filmed at a house in a field kind of a thing. It's filmed on the streets of wherever he traveled to. Yeah. It's you know it's like you know and I know some of the they still had sets for some of this stuff but for the most part it was like a movie that you could live in. Well, I've and heard, I think that even before I watched this movie I've heard people talk about we went to visit where Field of Dreams was shot, right? Like that's yeah. a place that you yeah. can go. That's a tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. And I think even to this day, you can still go and see that. And so like, yeah, it was heavily lauded as like a great movie. And like you mm-hmm. said, it wasn't just a set. It was like they made a baseball field in right. Iowa and people go to it. So it's <laughs> yeah. a real place. Yeah. I, and there's something about that to me recently with movies that was very – um it, very attractive to me in watching the film. I, I don't know if it's just I've become a little bit oversaturated by like movies that are purely green screen or mm-hmm. just oversaturated by the fact that you don't see a lot of films like this anymore. Or maybe I just don't watch a lot of films like this anymore. Um, but it was very attractive to me as I watched the film and sure. I've punched my mic six times. I, don't I know, know I hit mine too already. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, yeah, the hands are moving. To the, our listeners, the, we're yeah. sorry if the audio is like, <laughs> we're just yeah, getting really just, amped up. <laughs> we're, we're amped about Field of Dreams. We're, we're amped about baseball. And what I will say on the flip side, maybe what I couldn't appreciate, didn't enjoy, you've alluded to a little bit is like, I'm just not a baseball guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like baseball really. I didn't play baseball growing up. I, other than like, you know, at recess when you just get a ball and you hit it and, mm-hmm. you know, like baseball's not my thing. So there are some things that certainly didn't mean anything to me sure. um, that that I probably could have appreciated more if I was a baseball guy. Yeah. Uh, but I think at the when it comes down to it, even though this is a very baseball central story, it has nothing to do with baseball at all. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you could actually replace the concept of baseball with any sport right. or any activity or any, and it, and it keep the storyline the same, mm-hmm. which I did appreciate because yeah. it's like the, 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 the central theme and the, the driving point of the story is still there mm-hmm. no matter what the activity might be. Yeah. I'm with you. Baseball is not my favorite sport. Um, I grew up loving basketball. I love, you know, soccer now. I love American mm-hmm. football now. Um, but baseball, I really enjoy in person. It's something that I uh, I like to attend a baseball game. That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I even roomed with like baseball players in college. Like I had baseball players around me. I know about the sport. I know how it's played. And so right. It just was never my like favorite thing. But like you said, yeah. to your credit, uh, it could have been about anything that would. Uh, yeah, know, it's, it's a farmer who has dug up his livelihood to do something that seems crazy to everybody. Right. And so why is he done? Absolutely. So you replace that with anything else that could be anything else. Yeah. Um, Baseball is almost trivial, but that, 
it is the point of the movie and it has nothing to do with the movie at the same time. Yeah, it's it's a quite a it's quite strange. Actually, you don't yeah. find films where like you could re- literally take a whole section of the movie out. Yeah, that seems the most important and it still not change the storyline. Um, a couple of things I wanted to mention about the movie that were yeah. kind of I don't know, just. I'll start with a pro. One of the things that yeah. I liked, I really liked the wife's acting in this. Like her lines were written absolutely. Really well. They think, were really, re- yeah. I think at that time, I think probably everybody watched that movie and thought this is the most understanding wife of all time because not only did she like kind of kind of give crap back to Kevin Costner and like tease a little bit, but was also like fully understanding and supportive the whole way. Supportive, yeah. And like a lot of newer movies, I think would try to dig some drama into that. Like, you yeah, know, there, there was the drama of like. We might have to sell the farm. What are we going to do? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and they they tried to make it look like, oh, she's going to turn on him or something like that. But she was like stood strong the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, I actually really liked her character, even though I was like, I didn't quite understand all of her dialogue. I thought it was like actually pretty well written. I thought she was pretty good. Um, I, I want to jump on that really yeah, quickly. Please. I agree because I do think modern films would have taken that dynamic and created a rift in the relationship comparative to this this because you you get a little backstory which is like them coming together and getting married was crazy Mm -hmm. and they kind of build on that and being like this there's this moment they're having where he's like i need to cut down half the field to make a baseball field and and she's like sounds crazy but okay Mm -hmm. like it, it plays on the fact that like they started out with the crazy relationship getting married and they continue it and there's no rift to be had there it's a supportive marriage despite the other things right uh and i i enjoyed that i thought like wow very refreshing it's not mm-hmm. a it's not a him versus her or a you know Me even in modern it's like she's gonna take the kid while he tries to figure it out and then prove to her like this right. this is what it's I'll not that it eventually. is right it, it is a we're gonna stick together yeah, yeah. and we're gonna do this crazy thing no matter really what comes of it so yeah i agree anyways your next point uh some things that I didn't like about the movie, the things that like, I don't know, they just kind of trip me up because sometimes I'm a continuity guy and it just doesn't make uh-huh. a whole lot of sense. Some of the like who can and cannot enter the field and time travel mm-hmm. stuff didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It didn't. It was like, OK, so there's this old guy. He's been dead for three years. We're looking for him. All Obviously, of a sudden, Spoilers. Yeah. No. Spoilers. We're there. Sorry about that. I told you that the wife was cool, too, so I can spoil it's, that. It's all right. <laughs> I think people would know it, this movie is going to be spoiled. So anyway, um, so the, the old guy, he's been dead for three years. He comes back to life or they go, he goes back in time. Kevin Costner does. Um, and don't get me started with like walking up to a random license plate and like removing the one patch of dirt that has the year on it or whatever to find out yeah, what year it was. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anyways. Uh, talks to him for a while, then goes back to his room in the present day. And then on the way back to their house, picks up a youth hitchhiker who is the old man as a kid. They bring him as a kid to the field. He starts playing in the game, loses the game, turns into an old man and is not allowed to re-enter. Like, it's just like he he was also, but he was dead. He's dead. He also helped the girl. Yeah, no, I agree that, that, that moment for me, like, I didn't what get I it. will say is <laughs> in watching it. it, I was invested. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like watching it, I'm invested. Yeah. But if you dissect it as you just did, it is like, what are we doing here? I didn't Field like of dreams. I didn't like it. It was like, I understand how cool that could have been. Like, I get what you're saying. It's like, it's an mm-hmm. old man. He's a doctor. He knows how to save the girl. 
he's a kid. He's a youth baseball player. He never got his chance to wink at him and, and hit it, hit the like again, right. like, man, what a great thing. You didn't quite tie that together for me. You didn't quite okay. land that yeah. plane. I don't valid. Yeah. I'll validate complaint. that. Um, I'll validate it. That's fair. I think that's fair. The other thing to me is, you know, the end of the movie, that's the point that's supposed to make you feel good and feel happy. Like, you okay. know, that all these people are going to show up at their farm. They're going to watch the baseball game. They're not even going to question it. They're just oh, yes. Start You're talking the money. end, the end, the end, the end of the movie. Yeah. It's a big like these days we'd use a drone or a helicopter shot. I don't know what they yep. used for it, but it was just a big shot of Iowa and the roads has just to lit have been with just people. a crane or something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all these people are coming, but everybody just left. The game is over and they have one small yeah, section of bleachers for for no one to sit true. on. I was yeah. just like, they're coming at the middle of the night almost and the game is over and the guys are gone. Yeah. I will say okay. the ending for me, because I did expect something different. Mm-hmm. The ending did throw me off a little bit. I was a little off put by it because I'm like, like, I agree. Like, where are the stands? Right. Why are we coming in the middle of the night? Right. Why do I not get to see even like a, you know, I'm so used to after credit shots. I knew there wasn't going to be one, but it even you could have done like a they used to do like montages through the credits. Yeah, sure. Where you could have done a montage of like credits. Then you see some people getting out of their cars and paying right. credits. Then you see people go walking up to the state, you know, like sure. sometimes Building they used to do stands. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes so. they used to do things like that in movies. And I just thought like maybe I'm getting something, but I didn't. And I won't. They were also kind of choosy with like who could and could not see the game. So I'm like, all these people are coming out because they feel something. Let's just hope that they can all see the game. You know what I'm saying? Like if there's even one doubter or one kid in the car being like, yep, I don't want to do this. And then they get to the game and they're like, nobody's on the field. (laughs) It's empty. What is everybody talking about? Nobody's playing. They never really explain like. How how do you believe enough in baseball to see the baseball game? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there, yep. there's some nitpicks for me. But again, it was like overall, it was a good nostalgic movie. Um, not my favorite overall, but it was it was, okay. it was worth a watch, I think. So I think we get to ratings. I think you've alluded. You've just said uh, good nostalgic movie, but not overall your favorite. So I, yeah. I, I do want to hear your rating on this film. OK, I will rate it first. So hit me with it. I'm dancing around it. Uh I want to give this a 6.8. Okay. Okay. And what I will say up front is our scores will are definitely skewed. Like my score will skew his score and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I think it will even out nicely. Um, For for me, I um, let me say two things. One big nostalgia merchant. Like if you could hit me in the nostalgia. Perfect. I perfect. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not listen. Elephant in the room. Justin's not with us anymore. He's not dead. He just doesn't want to come to these anymore. He's got (laughs) life. Um, But I'm not a perfect 10 guy either. I'm one of those weird. You'll never see a bottom line. You'll never see a perfect 10 for me ever. Um, But I will say one, I'm a nostalgia merchant. If you hit me in the nostalgia, it's going to be such a higher rating than it probably should have been. Mm -hmm. The second thing is what, what we didn't talk about in the plot is the the moment that the movie led up to, which is Kevin Kevin Costner is that is Kevin Costner? Mm-hmm. Mine went blank. Kevin Costner getting to 
throw the ball with his dad mm-hmm. and talk to him, reconnect, rekindle a re- relationship that was broken, left on a bad note. Mm-hmm. I'm a big what if guy. I'm a big what could have been guy. Sure. I am. I just live in it. So that for me was a really good plot ending. Okay. I think if you could have ended there without even the cars driving Mm -hmm. down the road, it would have been better for it. Yeah. So I think ultimately the story told was excellent. So what I will give this is a 9.6, which I think is my highest rating for any movie we've done. It is by a long margin. I think my highest before that was like an eight point something. Right. You actually, you actually gave Memento the 2000 oh movie. a memento yep a 9.4 yeah, 9.4. yeah. But 9.6 so my, is by far yeah, your highest this this film did something for me and i appreciated that because i didn't really know what i was going to expect um that, that is impressive so yeah yeah but but again uh you know nostalgia and i don't know if the movie's on the list so if it is i'm sorry i'm not going to ruin it but like super eight did the same thing for me. If you've ever seen Super Eight, Super Eight, I didn't, I didn't live in that time frame. But it, again, it's we like we talked about. It's close enough that that movie was it's so much higher of a rating than it probably could have been for sure. me because of the way it, it is created and painted. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so nine point six for me, and you said what six point eight, six point. So okay. overall, that is an eight point two. So like you said, it averages. Out yeah, I think I think that's actually a pretty fair score. I think it probably would be closer to like for most people, like a seven point five, seven point seven around that range. Probably. Um, I think it might yeah. even be a little bit higher. I think I think I'm a little bit critical on it because it it just wasn't my favorite watch yeah. overall. But like, I think a lot of the people who get more of the baseball references or, you know, you bring up a great point where. I kind of glossed over the fact that, you know, he's talking this whole, you know, the whole movie, he's talking about how he denied a catch with his dad. And yeah, Yeah. I kind of knew that like his dad would be involved in the ending, but that was such a heartfelt, like such a good feel good moment. And that was, that was the ending that the movie needed more than the cars, more than the, yeah, if we could have just, if we could have just skipped over, because I think ultimately the whole concept of, I think ultimately for me personally, Losing the farm, yeah, in Kevin Cosner's mind was worth it mm-hmm. if he got to reconnect with his dad and make make a, a, a an amends mm-hmm. and get to to throw that. Like I think for me in my mind, if you just go, listen, him losing the farm was worth it for this single moment. Well, losing, I think for a lot of people that connects with them. Losing the farm was worth it just to meet Shoeless Joe, which was his newfound hero, which he yep. hated until his dad yep. passed away. So like yeah. he had he had already gotten what he needed and he was pursuing it further because there was more to be gotten. Like yeah. technically, even though there was a lot of strife and a lot of struggle, like the whole time he's doing it is because he's getting something out of it. And yeah. like Absolutely. That's, that's the ultimate, like he didn't even need that. Yeah. That's a huge, you know, cherry on top. So yeah, I, I will give you that I think my score is probably a little bit lower. I do think it's accurate to me personally. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, absolutely. Glad, I'm glad that it was higher for you because I think that is probably more indicative of the viewing public. So, yeah. 8.2. Okay, so that's the film. And uh, now if, you, if you've if you never watched this before, you're new and you've actually made it this far, first of all, thank you. Um, second of all, what we do now is we have this huge list of over a thousand movies 
Um, we hit a random number generator, which uh, Brian will do for us, and he'll give us a number, and then we go to the corresponding movie on the list, and we watch it and review it. So let's let's get it going. We have 1,223 movies remaining to watch, uh-huh. and our lucky number this week is 673. Dead in the middle, that's got to be like a 19... 19- 50s 60s era maybe earlier actually 1950s i'm gonna go with 673 is the tin drum the tin drum this just doesn't sound great 1979 the tin drum. Oh, okay 1979. 1979 the tin drum yeah um that that doesn't sound like anything I've seen nor wanted to see. <laughs> I'm assuming tin drum is in T I N. Yes, is that what we're talking about? The metal tin. The tin drum is. Um, uh, let's see. The tin drum, of course, is controversial. What what's new? If you've watched any of ours, it seems like we draw a lot of controversial films. And maybe this list has more of them than we could have imagined. Um, We have to clarify this from time to time, but we did not create this list. This list is based off of the 1001 movies you have to watch before you die or you must watch before you die book that gets amended every year. They add new movies. They take some off. They put them back. Um, And so a lot of movies have been added for uh, differing reasons and stuff like that. And yeah, some of them are like because they push the limits of cinema cinema or like yes. what people thought was legal in a movie like so sometimes we're gonna roll yes. a movie and we're gonna just skip over it and keep moving we'll see what this one yes that the tin drum is a 1979 film adaptation of gunter grass's novel of the same title it follows a boy named oscar who willfully arrests his own physical development and remains in the body of a child. That's where I'll stop. I don't want to spoil it, but that's basically the concept. And mm. so we uh, we will see. Uh, it is uh, the first thing that I Googled said, why is the tin drum controversial? So if we come back next episode and say, um, listen, we decided not to watch it. Just be aware of that. We've done it from time to time. We choose not to watch certain films with certain themes. We don't mind watching films with war or dark, you know, dark things. But when it gets into, um, you know, some of the more perverse things of the world, we just go no thanks and move on. So we'll let you know next episode whether the tin drum is a go or not. And it looks hopefully like it is. This might have been uh, a movie that was made in Germany because it has an original title of Die and Blechtrommel. Yes. I'm guessing. Yes. Um, Great German. That was. Thank you. I am not. Well, I am German, but I do not speak it. Um, It looks like if you have an HBO Max subscription, it's streaming for free. So uh, it is there and it's also on the Criterion channel. Uh, I still don't know what that is necessarily. Yes. We've heard that time or two. It's for rent on Amazon and Apple TV and stuff like that. So uh, good luck finding the movie. And yeah, like. Like Ben said, if we do some more research and find out that it's not worth watching, you may see us doing a different movie next time. But, yeah. Um, yeah. The Tin Drum from 1979 will be our next movie. All right. 
Well, we will see you in the next episode. We hope you're well. Um, we hope you watch Field of Dreams at least. Let us know what you what you think. If you've seen it or you haven't, go watch it. Um, I think a lot of people probably have. And let us know in the comments how you would rate the Field of Dreams because I think it probably will have quite a wide range of of, of scores based on other people's feelings. So until then, we'll see you next time.